Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Have you started making New Year resolutions? Well, companies should be making resolutions too, and they should be doing so to combat climate change, according to my next guest, Alan Kyo from Cool Planet. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Joe. What sort of resolutions should companies be making? Uh, well, I suppose uh, in our business, we would like to think that companies make resolutions that, that align with you know the, the global resolutions that are being made, which are basically to try and keep the, the, the earth on a 1.5 degrees or, or at least a 2 degrees warming path over the next uh, 100 years or so. And so, so effectively, below 2 degrees, I presume you mean? Below 2 degrees, yeah, exactly. So companies should be making resolutions to, uh, to combat climate change. But what kind of resolutions can individual companies, assuming that they're not giants, make? So, so typically the paths that even the big companies are on, but also that small companies should reflect on as well, are typically about 25% savings by 2025 and about 50% savings by 2030 or so uh, on the path to net zero by 2050. And what is that in practical terms? Um, it sounds like a very ambitious target, but what does that mean in real practical terms for companies? Uh, well, it effectively means cutting your your energy bill. So if you have gas, electricity bills, etc., by about 25% in that same period of time. So that will effectively reduce your carbon emissions by 25% in that same period of time. Now, that's expensive by the sense of things, because won't you have to look at all your premises and how you work so that you use less energy and emit fewer emissions? Yeah, certainly. Look, there will be some capex involved, uh, but <clears throat> there are some kind of <clears throat> quite low cost, no cost measures that we we work with clients all the time to to affect. And I mean, the first step is just gathering data and you know looking where your energy is going, what pieces of equipment and what parts of your your facility uh, consume energy, and see what you can do about reducing that. And typically, we would say that that would save you five to ten percent on a bit of current energy prices on a bit of six month payback. So well worth doing apart from the climate commitments, etc. It's it's good business practice, we would say. So five to ten percent on a six month payback is, is is a good investment all day long. And there are tax incentives, I presume, for companies if they do want to introduce these capital expenditure to save them um, on their energy bills. There is there's tax incentives, there's grants. Uh, SEI, as, as you're probably aware of, are very active <clears throat> providing grants both for audits and for, for actual capital equipment to uh, to help ease the burden of, of installing that equipment. But also, the, I mean, the biggest benefit over the last year or so has been the rise in energy prices. So if you take solar, for example, um, solar you know, is still quite expensive, but the payback on solar for a typical business might have been seven or eight years uh, payback you know, only a year ago, and now it's three or four years payback just because energy prices have doubled or tripled over the past year. Now, what about working from home? Is that uh, good for the environment for companies? Uh, well, <laughs> it probably depends on the season. Uh, so in the summertime, when people working from home are, are, are not using their own heating, uh, obviously total emissions for a company uh, would go down if they're not using their car to get into work. In the wintertime, especially a day like today, I'm looking out on a very frosty day out here today. Um, obviously, you know, my heating is going to be on today, as are most other people's going to be heating going to be on today. Uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> if I go into my office, there might be 30% of the people in the office today and, you know, maybe 50% of the heating running for that. So it's, it's a mixed bag, to be honest, Joe. Um, but, uh, but generally, you know, in the summertime, we would say it's a good thing. But um, overall, over 12 months, if companies have their staff working from home and not commuting into work and not burning up diesel or petrol and not being on um, buses belching out some emissions, surely overall in, in, in the aggregate, it is better to have staff working from home than in the office. We would say it is, yeah, in the aggregate, yeah. All right. Um, 
It is expensive, as I said, but you've worked with some giant companies like Pepsi and Vodafone. How did you advise them? Uh, well, the same as, as, as we would with kind of smaller businesses. I mean, the first step is just to figure out what you're spending. And, we, you know, with a lot of big companies that might have 100 sites, you know, um, various locations around the world, actually, when you go and look at, you know, where they are, where they're starting off from, sometimes they don't even know what the energy spend is across those various sites around the world. Maybe some person in one place has a little bit of information and another person in another place has another piece of information. But putting it all together and figuring out actually what is the energy spend, what are the carbon emissions is, is a good first step. And then figuring out how to automate that on a kind of a continuous daily basis, sucking in the data out of those various different plants and presenting, you know, interested people curious people with that data to say look this is the energy spend it's going up or it's going down versus production uh, and then work with them to figure out look what the glide path we can get them on like the 25 percent by 2025 50 percent by 2030 can we enact that glide path for them uh, and what range of opportunities and projects do we need to put in place in order to, to deliver that glide path uh, and finally, there's only so much that companies can do. They can invest a lot of money. They can apply for the tax incentives. They can change work methods. But individual responsibility when it comes to cutting emissions is paramount as well. Correct, yeah. <clears throat> and it's why we, we emphasize very strongly we have an education uh, software tool as part of our, our business that allows companies to actually invest in the education, climate education of, of their employees. Because a lot of times in companies, people think, well, it's just the engineers and the operations people that need to worry about that. But actually, it's across the whole company. Finance people, procurement people, procurement people, for example, should be educated as to, you know, to buy the most efficient equipment, to make sure that they buy most efficient equipment going forward. Finance people, how to account for carbon, how to uh, uh, apply for grants, tax incentives, etc. So across the company, education is a key piece in terms of climate. Okay, and what's your company resolution for next year? Uh, our company resolution for next year is, is to continue to demonstrate leadership in, in tackling this problem. Um, there's really, honestly, not been a, a, enough done about it, and uh, we feel we're out there kind of forging a forging a path for for companies like us. To uh, it's a it's a huge world, a huge market. There's a lot of industry around the world, so we'd like to demonstrate leadership. Continue to demonstrate leadership that this can be done, and we can impact. Very large industry, you know, cutting their emissions significantly. All right, Alan, thank you so much. Alan Kill then from Cool Planet. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.